Hi, Danny. Hey, what's up, Jesse? Oh, with the E again. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I still like I'm it. trying it out. There we go. All right, we're, we're, we're a little late on an episode. We said we we're going to do weekly, and then we don't do weekly. Um, no. Which is something about like us as trustworthy people. Like We're going to be bad parents <laughs> at some point if we ever have kids. Completely. Um, uh, you know... We're going to be the ones that went out for a pack of cigarettes, don't come back. And it's not because we didn't intend to come back. It's that we forgot to go back. Exactly. Yeah. There was like a, a this, there was like a cookie on the sidewalk and it looked so good and, and appetizing despite the fact that it was on the road. And so I ate that, but then I got sick and I had to go to the hospital and it turned into a whole thing. And that's why I couldn't come home and look after my children. And forgotten that they even existed. Yeah. Um... Anyways, but yeah, we've been, uh, we've been, we've been, uh, we've been, despite quarantine, we've both been very busy. Um, and, uh, I forget what day it is consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been working on your own projects and indeed, I don't know, indeed. life's weird. Do you want to talk about your projects? Do you want to skip over that into the, like in a future episode? Um, I mean, I've been working on a, one of my friends, he is a musician who, he, he like did indie pop and he's lately gotten super into uh country music so it's we're making like a country album so that's been fun um but yeah i mean it's literally just you know every day you wake up during the quarantine and it's like what am i going to do today and for the last couple of days it's been that but now that i'm taking a break from that we're going to get back to recording the album next week but it's just like uh, the slate keeps getting wiped clean. I'm like, what the hell am I going to do today? But it's nice because, you know, you could do a country album or you could record a podcast. If you wanted to, you could restore your old car or whatever. So it's, you know, it is nice to have the time, but it also just feels very like it's, it's, it's constantly like, uh, overshadowed by this feeling of dread because you can't really go anywhere. And yeah. you can't really do anything because everything's closed and everyone's going to die otherwise. I hope that my productivity changes to my life extend past quarantine. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I get that because I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be productive because I have nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there is this thing of like, oh, God, how much longer am I going to be doing this for? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then I go on Instagram and this literally happened this morning. I'm thinking about this this morning, right? I wake up sitting in bed, I go on Instagram and I'm like, God, how many more days can I have to, have to go through just sitting here? And I go on Instagram and I saw three different people all having three different birthday parties with like 10 people in their, ten, like 10, like 10 to 20 people in their backyard all Kill hanging them. out. And I'm just like, this is why we're still stuck. This yes. is why I'm still stuck inside because of these dumb people still all meeting up and continually to make this worse. <laughs> That's dumb. You should uh, comment like uh, an eggplant emoji on their uh, photos and be like, I'm going to show this. I'm going to send you pictures of my eggplant until you stop having parties. The the problem with that is that they were three different women. So me sending the eggplant emoji is really going to go over bad. Never mind. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I mean, it could just be an actual eggplant. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's kind of funny. I might do that. (laughs) I'm gonna go to it. I'm gonna go to the store right now. I'm gonna go pick up an eggplant and I'm gonna get to work. <laughs> Take real good glamour shots, dude. Just like, <laughs> like that's a really good looking eggplant. <laughs> In front of Heavily a green photoshopped. Screen. Yeah, <laughs> it's got like it's a Coke bottle figure. 
<laughs> oh my god oh, oh man that's um great. yeah yeah so you've been working on your country album which has been super cool and, and i had like tons of questions about it i was asking you which also by the way music is kind of how we ended up started hanging out in the first place it wasn't even talking about movies mm-hmm. it was 100 percent that we both have similar music tastes we both play um instrumentals indeed um, and we like we like to jam out together sometimes i mean it was easier when you weren't living states apart, but um, yeah, we used to jam out every once in a while, which was fun. We used to play weird cover songs. Um, uh, I miss those days. Those are some good times, man. Those are some good times. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, funny enough, you actually are the one that wrote the uh, the intro song to the podcast. So That's true. whenever it starts, it's a, it's a little taste of Danny, you know, in your ear holes before you hear <laughs> Danny's voice in your ear holes. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that was worse than the eggplant thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how they see you. I guess. Um, <laughs> oh man! All right. All right. Let's get into a races. podcast, though. I don't even know movies, how to make right? a. I don't even know how to make a segue. I'm not making this. a segue. I'm gonna make a a. Um, we shit on Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker a few mm. episodes back. We really shit on it because both of us did not like it, and yep. we kind of both established that we really didn't like any of the new movies. Um, we had like highlights that were good from some of the movies, mm-hmm. but none of us, neither of us could say that we actually enjoyed any of them. And both of us are, are, you know, pretty good Star Wars fans. Right? Yeah. We both to varying Star degrees. Wars a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, but like we've both seen all the movies multiple times because mm-hmm. we like them. Right. But both of us did say seeing the last Star Wars was like a chore because it was <laughs> just, we had to do it because we had to see what happens, but we didn't actually want to do it. You know, so we decided uh, out of the, uh, I don't know, stupidity of ourselves or something to rewatch all the Star Wars movies, starting from episode one um, all the way through. And we were not going to record each episode uh, back to back. So it won't be, uh, you know, for the next nine episodes, be Star Wars movies, but it will be, you know, peppered throughout the next few months. So episode one, The Phantom Menace. Text scroll. Phantom is. <laughs> this is a political movie. There's a lot of Senate talk in this one. Are you ready to see Terrence Stamp in a really weird movie? <laughs> <laughs> also, can we talk about the Terrence Stamp cameo out of nowhere? You're like, oh, hey, look at Terrence Stamp. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't expecting to see him. I I mean, I've seen this movie many times, but most I I've seen this movie easily 15 times. And 14 of those times were before I was 15 years old. Gotcha. Uh, and the last uh, time was last night. Okay. So I, I will say, so let's go to the release of Phantom Menace. It came out in 99. How old were you in 99, Danny? Five. Okay. I was eight. Nice. Um, as a kid, Phantom Menace was the coolest thing in the entire world. Oh, completely. <laughs> it was amazing. Now, I will say about my own Star Wars credentials for a second. <laughs> My family is a Star Wars family, dude. My dad is in love with the movies and has kind of forced all of us as a family to love Star Wars. So even before episode one came out, I had probably seen the original trilogy. I don't know how many times at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. because my dad watched them like crazy. And then my sister, I have an older sister, and she loves Star Wars. So I think the two of us watched the original trilogy dozens of times before episode one came out. So watching Phantom Menace as an eight-year-old, this was the coolest movie to ever exist. 
Mm-hmm. There were so many Jedi. We had a, a, a Sith with a double-bladed lightsaber. Like, this is the coolest oh. shit ever. As an adult, it is not the same. <laughs> no. No, it is not at all. <laughs> and I have to say, like, okay, I want to I do a, pre, a uh, pre-talk about this movie really quick. Um, sure. In my recollection of the prequel movies, of all three, they're all shitty. That's how I've always assumed. That's what I remember, right? I've rewatched them as adult, as an adult, mm-hmm. and I've I've made fun of them on multiple occasions. And I'm always like, yeah, the prequels are really bad. But as these new movies have come out, I've constantly been saying, and I've not rewatched the prequels since the new movies come out. So it's been years. It's been a few years. Mm-hmm. But I have been thinking. I think the prequels are better than these movies. Mm-hmm. Has just been consistently the thought. But I haven't rewatched the prequels to be able to say. And after rewatching The Phantom Menace, which some say is the worst Star Wars movie, and I kind of disagree. I feel mm. like Attack of the Clones is the worst Star Wars movie. But again, really? I have to rewatch it to be able to say if it's yeah, we'll worse see. than everything else. Um, yeah, Phantom Menace is not great. No. It's not amazing. But it's way better than the, those new movies. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a blast. It's fun. Light years better. I had so much fun watching this movie. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Anyways, um, I had so much fun watching this movie, dude. Did you? Did you have a blast? Because I was oh, having completely. A blast. Yeah, everything about it was really fun. And here's the thing: like I, so again, I I watch this movie a lot, but not at all as an adult or even as like a like late high schooler. So um, watching it last night it struck me how political this movie was Uh and that you uh have, you know, this constant, uh, I mean, basically the reason why anyone does anything in this movie is because of the Senate and trade federation and, you know, all this military stuff. And it's all like in the background and driving the actions of the characters to some extent or another but it also like doesn't bog the story down too much it's still just fun to see a you know a pod race and it's fun i mean like charger binks's whole world is hilarious (laughs) like boss nass is (laughs) easily the best character ever in like any fiction not in star wars alone and uh yeah, just like the lightsaber fights and everything. So it's just, yeah, it's in, like it is a very fun movie despite being insanely political and being insanely just okay. <laughs> yeah, like aggressively I have, mediocre. I, it's like it's, it, what it reminded me of is a lot of those really weird action movies mm-hmm. where the story is just not there, but you're having so much fun watching it that it's okay, right? Right. Like everyone's talking about. The Extraction on Netflix right now. It's this new Crips Hemsworth movie. It's apparently that. It's apparently like this crazy fun action movie that everybody loves, but it's not actually good, right? Mm. And there's tons of movies like this. And that's what I felt like watching Phantom Menace. I was like, dang, this movie is not good. But I'm <laughs> having a blast watching it. Yeah. I mean, Jar Jar Binks alone really kills this movie. <laughs> He's horrible. I, <laughs> I so love him, bad. though. He's so great. I, was, I love him out of the thought that, like, Somebody was like, you know what? This is a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's constant moments where, like, the other characters are acting against Jar Jar. Mm -hmm. And I'm just watching their faces. And I'm like, what are they thinking (laughs) as they're filming this? (laughs) Because I see, like, the the behind-the-scenes photos. And it's the actual actor just in, like, um, uh, yeah, he's he's in a, um, a, like, 
um, blue suit and he's wearing like Jar Jar's head on his head so yeah. you can get the height right because they have to make sure they get like the eye line correct. Right. You know? So his head's, you know, he's taller than everybody else. Still, people's eye lines, like uh, freaking uh, Ulan McGregor probably had the hardest time keeping the eye line straight. He was always looking someplace other than Jar Jar's head, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but I'm sitting there probably thinking, what are they? Wait, who's are that? Ulan McGregor, Obi-Wan. Oh, I thought you... <sighs> I what? thought I I've never heard his name pronounced like that. Owen? Was it how would you pronounce it? I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm just guessing. I you know what come to think of it, I don't know. Ewan? <laughs> Ewan? I don't think it's Ewan, dude. <laughs> no, it's definitely not that. E- I'm Ewan? assuming it's Owen. Owen? 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 Evan? That's like I a think, little kissing, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, or like Evan or something. Evan. Evan. Um <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he sounds like a disabled kid's cousin. Who's okay. Evan? Evan? Oh no, we're really oh, getting into it today. God, that's horrible. <laughs> I didn't say what was the disability. I mean, the kid could just okay. <laughs> just stop. <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> don't look when you run for office later. This is the episode they're going to use against you. Kids, just stop. <laughs> I he's Scottish, so I don't. Ewan, Ewan McGregor. I don't know. See, Ewan, Ewan. I'm hearing Ewan. Ewan, 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 Padawan McGregor. Ewan. I'm going back to Ewan. Anyway, I don't feel like googling how to pronounce. I'm just gonna say Ewan the rest of this episode. Okay, that's fine. Now going with it. Anyway, his eyelines off. Eyelines off. That's all making point. Anyways, I'm sitting there like, what are these actors thinking? Especially with the lines he says. There's dude. They use him for exposition constantly. Yes. But like the same exposition. Like he told the story of how he found Qui-Gon like 30 times. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he keeps saying that. <laughs> oh my god. It's so bad. It's but it's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, it's really I'm funny. like cause the thing is like it's not even that Jar Jar's like a toy character. You know, the movies always have a character that's made to sell toys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's All not of bad. Star Wars is made to sell toys. Right. Every single character is a toy. So you don't need some random fun character to sell toys. Mm-hmm. What, what and, and it's not like there's ever been a comedic comedic like a C3PO is kind of the comedic relief of the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very subtle, it's peppered. Rise of Skywalker puts tons of C3PO in there just because they want to trick you with his maybe death, right? <laughs> yeah. But Phantom Menace, man, it's just Jar Jar all over the place. Yeah. Uh, by the way, let's get to the end really quick. I love how all he does is he like escorts the Naboo people to Boss Nass. Mm-hmm. And after Boss Nass, like, good job on walking. You're now a general. I know. Yeah, he just gets. It's insane to me. That's what I was going to say is that, like the promotions in this movie are crazy because not only does he get promoted, but like uh, Terrence Stamp's character literally gets called into question by Padme. And then immediately they're just like, oh, it's time for a revote. Which also let's remind ourselves, Padme is a 14-year-old queen. Like, are we really going to just trust the first thing she says? <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. I know. Okay. Oh, let's, let's go back away from Jar Jar. Sure. Danny, we, we established that we've had fun with this movie. But Indeed. did you actually like it? I did, actually. Okay. I mean, part of it's nostalgia, for sure. Uh, I'll definitely admit that. But another part of it is like, it is just genuinely a fun movie. Like it's just, it's, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel bogged down by, uh, 
trying to like make a girl boss movie or make a um, movie that's like gritty or whatever like that, like the new movies. Uh, yeah, it yeah. just it just feels like uh, it's just trying to set up the story of Star Wars. I mean, it See, literally is the beginning of everything, and like it doesn't do a great job at it sometimes. But it's just fun. There's a cool pod race again. There's lightsaber scenes. The, the all the Gungans are insane. You know, it's just it's just silly and goofy, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um. Uh, I think you said it really well. Was that to me? It's like kind of summarize it. It feels like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, the new movies don't feel like Star Wars movies. No, they feel like really weird. I don't even know how they feel. Honestly, they feel like young adult movies that happen to have lightsabers in them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. And you know, oddly enough, for me, is that uh, the Phantom Menace was made before uh, George uh, the Lucas Films was acquired by Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they in a weird way those movies feel more Disney to me than the new movies because yeah Disney at least for the longest time up until recently with their remakes they've done a good job of like having pretty lighthearted movies with like a goofy animal side character who it like very overtly portrays one ethnicity <laughs> and that's basically this movie. Oh, we're gonna get into that for sure today. Yeah, and there's like a lot of like very subtle racism in the Phantom Menace for sure. Oh my gosh! Um, but you know what I mean? Like that feels very early Disney to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Whereas late Disney or more recent Disney is like aggressively trying to like rewrite their own history. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is it's very weird. It's like you know. I'm not going to sit here and say George Lucas is an amazing writer or director, right? Because the best Star He's Wars not. movies were not written or directed by him. Right. You know? We look at Empire Strikes Back, which is still my favorite, and I feel like even as a film is the best of the Star Wars films, right? Mm-hmm. Not written or directed by him. You know, uh, Return of the Jedi, amazing, right? Uh, probably could be argued as second or third, whatever, doesn't matter, not written or directed by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. New Hope is the only one written and directed by George Lucas, right? But now we get into the prequels, which were all three written and directed by George Lucas, and there is a quality drop for sure. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. There is a major... So to... to I know like a lot of Star Wars fans like to be like, George Lucas is God. I think George Lucas came up with a great idea. He has mm-hmm. built an amazing world. He's just not really good at building stories within the world. You know? Right, yeah. And this kind of shows it in this movie. Like, it's it's weird. It's really weird. I love the I love all the ideas he's putting forth, right? He's we're going backwards, we're seeing an Astro Jedi Council, right? We barely see the Jedi Council. And in a weird way, it kind of begs for you to know more about the world without actually being told. Yeah. Like why is it that why is it that Anakin's too old to be a Jedi? You know, why can't he be trained? Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're just a movie watcher, it doesn't make any sense. As someone who like reads the books and gets super super deep into the lore, it does make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't establish that. So for the like the entire motivation changes at that point. Like like Yoda's talk about Anakin being too old is not because oh he's too old to take he's going to take too long to learn everything. No, it's because he has too many att- attachments, and that's mm-hmm. an easy way to lead to the dark side because you know there's too many emotions already set forth when he's taken as a little tiny kid. He's only attached to the Jedi Order, right? Right. It's brainwashing. And yeah, basically that makes sense. But if you so when you look at Anakin's entire journey it does you do see why Yoda feels what he does because mm-hmm. we see his attachment to his mom lead him towards the anger that leads him to the dark side right 
And that's what Yoda was trying to prevent. Hmm. If you don't know that, though, and you don't read into the story, it's totally lost on you. And Anakin's just an evil person. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like there's a lot of, like, really cool, like, ideas, but it's never, like, really explained. The council stuff. Interesting. The politics of the Star Wars universe. That's actually interesting to me. But in this movie, it's kind of boring. You know? Yeah. It doesn't really go anywhere outside of us seeing Palpatine really wanting to be the Chancellor. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's all we like, really get from it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like this tiny little... Again, it's all hovering in the background. Like, he, he mm-hmm. is driving most of the plot but he he only gets like a little bit of screen time it's mostly in yeah. the background um but yeah, right, it, right. i mean it's basically let's, the same thing oh yeah what were you gonna say let's, let's get into let's, uh, let's get into like some of our favorite parts of the movie. let's get into the positives sure um what's your favorite part of this whole movie uh, some of your favorite things boss nass <laughs> pod race <laughs> That's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What um, what, what, hang on. what makes Pod Boss Nass so cool to you? I mean, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the that's the part really. That's it. That's the whole thing. It's the one thing he does. He does it twice the whole movie. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah, he only does it twice, which is super funny yeah. to me. And he kind of starts up it's like memorable. A, like he does it two and a half times basically. Because he kind of does a small one at the beginning uh, when he's first introduced, mm-hmm. um, but oh, yeah, yeah, he is he is such a weird character and so funny, <laughs> and like I I looked up an interview with the guy who plays him, and the, the actor is like maybe more insane than Boss Nass himself. Like this guy's what? Insane. Yeah, he's like this he's like this distinguished British actor, which like I don't know why there's so many British people in the Star Wars movies. Um, but I guess that's just a thing. Um, but yeah, he's like insane. And he came up with, it wasn't George Lucas who like directed him on the face shake and the weird ticking sounds. He just came up with that on his own. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it works. It makes him funny. I yeah. Mean, the Gungans in general though are just, what? <laughs> I know. Exactly. This whole race of like... Weird, like lizard, crocodile people with like floppy ears, and they're all like, I I don't know what ethnicity they are because obviously, like Jar Jar Binks, it's been pointed out by many people, he sounds like sort of Creole-ish. Yeah, yeah. But then, like Boss Nass, I don't know. I guess I don't know what they sound like. And then there's the general guy who yeah. kind of shows up at the beginning, but mostly in the battle at the end. And he talks completely different. But I, I don't know. It's just weird. It, it, see, I, I think you bring up the ethnicity thing because most people wouldn't. But let's get into that. <laughs> <laughs> There's some racist stuff going on in this movie, dude. Dude, the, the people at the beginning are like... The Trade Federation Oh, aliens? man. <laughs> the worst, like most stereotypical picture of of like an Asian voice. It is so messed up, dude. I kind of forgot about it. So the moment it started, I started laughing. I was like, holy shit, this is okay. I know exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really funny to me. It reminds me of, Oh God, breakfast at Tiffany's. It reminds me. <laughs> oh yeah. The Japanese kid. Oh, Wait, breakfast God. at Tiffany's. 
Isn't it oh, Don Rickles, the, the white guy playing the yeah 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 yeah. 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 That's funny. Oh. Uh, I thought you were thinking of um, Sixteen Candles, which also features uh, oh. an offensive yes. Asian. That's very part. offensive. That's very funny. Like, very offensive. I know. Yeah, that's like that's like a big thread throughout Hollywood, just like making fun oh, of hey. Asians. They got some of the Asians. Um, so yeah, we got trade federation Asian racism, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go there. I mean, it might make me sound racist for even saying it, but mm. yo, Watto is Dude. Yep. really racist. <laughs> yep. Watto is the most like racist um, version of how people see Jewish people ever. Yeah, yeah, it it's, is. It's really kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, those. I mean, it's if you look up the Wikipedia page for Phantom Menace, like all three of these things, we're not crazy, folks. This is all well documented on Wikipedia, which of course is, it really? is a very reliable. I didn't even source. read it. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the, I think reception tab it will tell you mm-hmm. like people got mad at the movie for three reasons one because of Watto seeming jewish two because of the federation seeming asian and three because of uh the gungans generally and jar jar specifically sounding like like creole or like some type of like like new world african <laughs> well, yeah which is hilarious it was something else um yeah i don't know i i think i forgot i forgot okay i forgot about the trade federation aliens because i just forgot about them they barely play a part in the movie even though yeah, they're, they're kind really of like not important guys. um so i forgot about them but i did not forget about Watto. so when he came back in i was like oh my gosh it, i was not making this up in my head <laughs> this is really racist it's bad um which still it's funny it's funny in a bad way it's funny because you're you're like race you're like you're like laughing at your really racist old uncle or something like that. That's how I felt the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. We're not even right. Jewish. I know. I know. But I felt bad for my Jewish friends. Uh, <laughs> like, this is your representation of Star Wars, huh? <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so you, you, you said Boss Nass and the Podras. Pod, Podras. Podras. Pod- <laughs> Boss Nass and the Podras. That's a cool band name. <laughs> That's a great band name. <laughs> the Podrasy. <laughs> okay i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of copy i have the pod race scene is for sure one of the highlights and yeah. darth maul just in general darth yeah, maul is so great. cool and, and and you know darth maul is everyone knows darth maul is cool mm-hmm. but really i'm like damn darth maul is way cooler than like count dooku and general grievous later in these movies like they should have just grievous had this is pretty dope but yeah dooku eh. yeah i just feel like Darth Maul should have been the only other Sith for the rest of all. He should have just been the bad guy you see in all three movies. You know, yeah, he's just so cool. much cooler. Yeah. I, okay, let's let's go back to being uh, like you said, five, and I'm eight. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how you felt when you first saw Darth Maul pull up that double bladed lightsaber? Oh man, it was the coolest thing ever. I was like, how does he even? How does he even hold that thing without cutting his arm off? I was that was like, I remember like talking to my friends about that on the playground as a kid yeah it's like it's incredible and just his like extremely i mean his, his the paint job on his face but also mm-hmm. like his silence is so scary yeah he has like what like one line in the whole movie it seems like one or yeah. two lines yeah something like that it was really minimal um and then his oh, all so black good. clothing no i gotta have the all black that shows that you're truly evil when you're all we're all black you know 
That's true. Um, what happens if like a Jedi wore a black cloak? Would they just get like assassinated or something? Like what happens then? No, I anyway. swear, my other robe is in the wash. <laughs> I'm, I'm a good guy. Um, I promise. I remember as a kid watching Phantom Menace in the movie theater. Like this is a very vivid memory for me. Um, I remember being in the movie theater. And I because like, there's like the two fights you know, with Darth Maul. There's the one on Tatooine where he doesn't take his cloak off and he doesn't show the other side of his lightsaber. Right. And I'm being like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. Like this is some good stuff, right? But when that scene and, and like you said, like the makeup and everything, like, he just looks. He looks evil. He looks yeah. like a devil, which makes it even cooler, right? It's, it's it's amazing. Sick. Um, but I remember being a kid and when they pull out their lightsabers, I'm like, here we go, and then bam, he like. Puts it sideways, one blade, second blade. I lost my shit. <laughs> I know, dude. It's so sick. I was like, what is that? Is the coolest? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I remember being a kid, I had to have that Star Wars, you know, those, those lightsaber toys that you'd have to like throw them across the room in order to get the blades out of them. <laughs> and oh, yes, exactly. I had to have that Darth Maul one, dude. I was like, this is the coolest thing. It's got two blades. How could anybody beat him? And then he dies in the movie. So you know, I know. we don't really see another one. We don't see another one ever again until, yeah. We actually, we don't ever see another one again in the movie. Were you going to um, say until Kylo Ren? I mean, he kind of has. I like, was going to say till Rey. Because I'm like, oh, Rey, no, she's a staff that she uses that could have been a double blade lightsaber the whole time. And then right. we have that last scene where she finally has her lightsaber and she turns it on. It's yellow, which is a cool color. And I felt like Rey having a lightsaber. It makes sense, but I was always wanting it to be like she turned her whole staff into a lightsaber, which would have been so cool. That would have been dope but for sure. We didn't see that. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, such a fucking damn Darth Maul is so cool. Yeah, he is. And he gets explored more in like the Clone Wars and Rebels TV shows. And it's even there where I'm like, damn, Darth Maul is the coolest character ever. Screw everybody else. I hate these movies. <laughs> well, okay, so how does that work? Because I I know that he comes back for Clone Wars. But yeah. how does that happen? Because he's dead. How does does he get resurrected through midichlorians so, or what? Yeah, oh god, the midichlorians. We can get that later. <laughs> um, in the Clone Wars show, mm-hmm. um, we are introduced to Savage. That's his actual name, by the way, which is, I think is hilarious. And it's literally just spelled Savage, but they just oh, really? have that. But they just pronounce it like a Savage word. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Savage is Darth Maul's brother, and oh. he gets sent out by. Um, the Night Sisters, which are a race of witches on this like evil planet called Dothamir, right? Oh, Dothamir. And Dothamir is where um, Darth Maul's race of people are from. Mm-hmm. And so the Night Sisters tell Savage that Darth Maul is alive and that he's living in the underbelly of Naboo or whatever, like in some trash compartment, I guess. Oh. And he goes looking for him and apparently, because, you know, lightsabers, you know, are, are light. And they are, they burn. When they cut something, they cauterize the wound at the same time, right? So apparently, when it cut him in half, he didn't like get to bleed out or anything. So he fell and he used his immense hatred towards the Jedi. And uh, basically, because he's so, he's so evil and so dark sidey, he was able to use his anger to keep himself alive through the force. And he built himself metal legs and he has spider legs dude like when savage finds him his lower half is like eight metal spider legs and he's going crazy he's feral he is insane and there's like this whole storyline of them bringing him back to being darth maul and then from the point on he ends up having normal metal legs from that point forward and darth maul is just the coolest person ever because all he wants to do is he wants to like 
but he wants to defeat the emperor because he's like, wait, he didn't come for me. He knew I was alive. He has a new apprentice. I'm going to kill him. And the whole rest of his story Dang. is just like seeking revenge against him, against the Jedi. Like he's like a new, he's like a, a new neutral dark side like entity where he's like against everybody and him and Savage are just going to go and wreck shit. And it's awesome. And Savage is double blade lightsaber too. And it's cool. It's a, I'm telling you the Clone Wars show, amazing stories. They're, the Clone Wars show is better than all the prequel movies and the new movies combined. It's so good. That's um, sick. Yeah, some cool stuff in there. Anyways, away from that. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but that's all cool. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about the pod race for a second. It's yeah. pretty weird. <laughs> it is weird, and it's like way longer. Because I remember it being like a cool scene when I was a kid. Yeah. But it is way longer than I remember. It's like easily 20 minutes long. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah. And there's people dying left and right for no reason. I like uh, unless you're Sabul or Anakin, dude, you're dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I love that there's like a. I remember cracking up at this as a kid, but it made me laugh even harder as an adult. There's like a there's like a Humpty Dumpty looking character who like can't start his pod yeah. at the beginning, uh-huh. <laughs> and he just looks so dumb and pathetic. He has like doesn't he have like four of those like engine things and they all blow up or whatever? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, like who thought of that? I don't know. Also, what I like is that Anakin's pod racer is so fast that he's able to have that false start mm-hmm. and still catch up to everybody relatively quick, but never seems to be able to pass anybody at that point. I know. Like if his if his pod was fast enough that he was able to catch up, you would think he'd be able just to zoom past everybody. Just keep on going, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so funny. But no, 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 it's neck and neck with Sabobo for the next ten minutes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, just to uh-huh. introduce a little bit of tension and suspense. Oh, is he actually going to win? Which I also like too is uh, Sabobo over here crashes at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Whole thing in fire blows up his cockpit rolls and he's fine totally fine. i know yeah, everybody uh, else unscathed. dies but and there's no point this woman never comes back there's no reason to have him alive which but also it would be really weird if every single person died except for the humpty dumpty dude because he also survived but <laughs> it was just really weird that he had the craziest craziest crash but is also alive <laughs> yeah exactly totally fine. he was like poodoo <laughs> That's right. That's literally what he says. Poodoo. <laughs> that was hilarious. I remembered it. There's constant weird shit in these movies that maybe just I keep remembering because of how weird they are. <laughs> like, uh, anytime Dar 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 speaks, it's weird enough that it's memorable. <laughs> I know. I didn't realize. Yeah, he's. I didn't realize like how oddly he speaks like i remember the misa jar jar binks and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything like that but like he literally does not speak like you can't understand him i use subtitles and i couldn't understand him sometimes <laughs> my favorite line of his in the whole movie is during the battle scene at the very end mm-hmm. they're all retreating which also by the way gungans what the hell is going on all you have is these little blue balls that you can throw at them like really really what are they called again okay Bostop. that's what i'm getting to the okay. <laughs> Jar Jar keeps calling him Boomers. Boomer. <laughs> and I, what I loved was when he was retreating and he tried to jump on the back of that, like, I don't know, 
a horse-drawn carriage over here that has all the the giant ammo. Which also, why weren't they throwing those? Okay, <laughs> like he opens the hatch and they all fall and like one destroy the tank. I'm like, guys, you should just open them all and just let them roll down the hill and destroy the whole army, right? Right. But okay, let's just keep throwing these small ones. Um, that uh, that battle made no sense. The the Gungans were not prepared. Amadal over here was like, look at the Gungans are gonna die because they are not ready for a real fight. But it's okay. We don't really need them. Um, but what I love is that when he looks inside that carriage and he sees all the giant bomb things, he's like, uh-oh, big boomers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking great. It's like, what the <laughs> Who's writing the... Like, George Lucas is sitting behind a computer writing the script like, yes. Yes, this is my masterpiece. What a useless line! Yeah, it's like we see oh, what's happening. <laughs> just, oh man, I, dude. I, I just, I like how <laughs> he has these moments. He's he tries to be super serious, like at the beginning of the battle uh-huh. when they're all staring at like the the droid army being constructed which also just blow up the freaking construction things you have the big boomers just throw they go troop transport things okay but what i love is that as they're all getting assembled he looks like he's like steady steady i know right like he's directing Who's the army following jar jar i know he is a general after all but no one seems to pay attention to him whatsoever <laughs> And also, he's sitting on the back of that horse thing, right? Which he can't ride because he gets bucked off immediately. <laughs> so that's something in itself. That's but also, so he has no weapon. He has none of the little boomers. And he has no gun. They just put him on a horse and we're like, good luck. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, man. Also, let's remind ourselves that Jar Jar becomes a senator later. <laughs> I know, exactly. How does he ascend to power? Talk about failing up. <laughs> I know. He literally becomes a senator for the for the galaxy. People trust people voted for George. <laughs> hey, Trump's our president. We can't laugh actually. <laughs> That's true. We're not really doing much better. <laughs> people legit voted for George. Um, did you ever see those memes back in the day? I mean, when the one when the movies were 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 still being made, uh-huh. but it's still a thing now. That Jar Jar was actually secretly a Sith, and that he yeah, was Jar Jar. I've, seen, I've I've read I've read about that. That's 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 pretty funny. I kind of always wanted that to be real because it would have been great if all of a sudden he's like, <laughs> he just turns around, he's like, Misa, about that's it. <laughs> <laughs> or he drops the accent entirely. He's like, Misa, a Sith. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's, he's just completely like, straight even after the voice that. was an act. Oh man, that would have been, I think, terrifying. That would have been the scariest thing. That would have been scarier than Darth Maul. He grows fangs. <laughs> Ew. Oh, that's so funny. That's it would have been so like the tough. ultimate troll. Like, look, it's just out of nowhere. The Emperor turns around and is charging. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a four bladed lightsaber. <laughs> How do you even wield that? I don't know. He I just, just spins I just it. want to picture it. <laughs> God. Star Wars uh, is weird. It's so uh, funny. It's so Okay. Tough. Okay. Um, speaking of lightsabers, let's talk about Jedi's. Okay. <laughs> Something bothers me about this movie, and I've actually thought about it consistently. Not enough throughout Mace the years. Windu. 
Not enough incident. Yes, yeah, we get a lot of him in the next two movies. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, how about not enough of anybody else is not Qui Gon and Obi Wan? But anyways, um, mm. also Qui Gon, dude. Qui Gon was trying to get some with Anakin's mom the whole movie. I was like, damn, dude, I see you. <laughs> Wait, what? I didn't see that. Did you, did you not catch that, dude? He was constantly talking. Her name's Shmi, right? Which right. they also barely ever say. But um, yeah, Qui Gon's all over Shmi, right? From the moment he walks in, he's like, I didn't see it like pol- that. Okay, hang on. He's polite at first, right? Uh-huh. But then from that point forward, dude, he's he's constantly, there's physical contact. No, Like, every scene that they're together, he has to make a point to touch me someplace, right? Constantly. Mm. Every scene. It's hilarious. There's like, you know, you can say he's being gentlemanly or whatever, but like when they are in like the little garage working on the pod with Anakin or whatever, she's like on her little like not horse thing mm-hmm. and he goes and he helps her down from it right that's very polite of him right chivalrous yeah yes 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 and we can and we can say we can use that right but while they're watching the pod race he just constantly has his hand on her shoulder just like for some odd reason and even when like they're like leaving when he's taking anakin and like he walks away to his room to go talk to c-3po and pack mm-hmm. um he qui-gon waits in like the living room with me and he was like, I'll do my best to protect him. And then puts his hand on his shoulder. like, are you going to be okay there? Although, and I'm like, is he going to be like, I mean, because I can come back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The entire movie, I'm like, damn, Qui-Gon trying to get something here. I see you, Qui-Gon. I see you. Also, um, not really talking about it, but Liam Neeson's, Liam Neeson's really cool in this movie. Can we just say that? Like, Oh, no yeah, completely. The he's hair. awesome. I love him. Yeah. yeah, he's just very, like, fatherly and... Mm-hmm. And like, but also kind of a badass, right? Because uh, Padme's trying to be a stickler about the rules, and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Yo, the queen trusts me," not knowing that she's the queen. Or he's um, like, "The queen doesn't need to know." Is my favorite line. I'm like, "Ooh, that's fun." <laughs> was that to Jar Jar? No, that was to her. She like, no, 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 that noise you made. Oh, yeah, that was Jar Jar for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, he's here with me. I've channeled him. Okay, I'm perfect. Uh, well, what's weird to me, going back to, to Shmi, is that I literally never noticed that it's just dropped subtly that Anakin was, like, born of a virgin. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's so weird. They don't ever talk about it from this moment forward. I, I'm pretty sure in the movies mm-hmm. it's not brought up much. It in is the explored. comics or the books? And everything else but the movies is talked about all the time. The fact that he does not have a dad. Really? Like, consistently talked about. Because it's actually interesting. Like, she means like there's no father, right? Which uh-huh. I think in the movie audience terms is her being like, I don't want to talk about the dad because he's not around, right? That's, that's, that's what that's I how, thought like, at first. Ev- everybody takes that line, right? Mm-hmm. But the Star Wars universe is like, no, 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 there is no dad. Like, she is, she is, um, she is, uh, the Virgin Mary over here in the Star Wars universe, right? He is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, that is explored so much in everything but the movies from this point forward, which I find very interesting because that is a very interesting line. And it's a very interesting point of his whole story. Is mm-hmm. the fact that Anakin does not have a dad and no one knows how the hell he's come to be. And that's why there's, 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 there's never like come to conclusion on it. There is like, um, there is like theories that he was born from the, for- like the force actually impregnated Shmi to make the chosen one. You know, yeah, um, that's weird. There was even like a thing that was explored in, in one of the comics where 
it's like a, a nightmare that Darth Vader's having, but like it's still a theory is that Palpatine actually threw the force and pregnant Ishmi. Mm. So that way he could have his apprentice. So there's stuff like that. Even like there's even a theory that Palpatine's master, Darth Plagueis, um, is the one that threw the force also in pregnant Ishmi to make an ultimate Sith, you know? Ah, interesting. So tons of theories never explored in the movies because who cares? That's my ultimate yeah. thing with Star Wars, man. There's so much interesting stuff going on that never gets talked about. Like it's like going back yeah. to Rise Skywalker, man. The Knights of Ren, exactly. Theory, idea, complex thing, ever, whatever it is, amazing idea, never talked about. They're just dead. Mm-hmm. They just die. Yeah, There's so much really story creepy. there. But anyways, um, on the Jedi thing, though, something that's <laughs> bothered me from as a kid till now, um, and it's still. Still, I saw the scene and I went, really? Why? In the very first scene of the movie, or not the first scene, well, yeah, it's the first scene of the movie, um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are on the Trey Federation ship. They're meeting with the um, with the two Asian stereotypes. And <laughs> I didn't want to supposed say to, Oh, I couldn't remember what their names were, so I was like, whatever, let's go with it. We know who yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Um, they're supposed to, like, you know, start this whole treaty with Naboo and all that kind of stuff, Yeah, right? they're negotiating. They're going to start these negotiations and then they get attacked. Okay. So they get through this whole thing, which also, man, the lightsaber fights in this movie are just so much better than the new movie ever. The new yeah. movie's lightsaber fights are clunky. Um, these are so cool. Anyways, yeah. um, so they're getting all these fights, right? And then the um, the Droidicas come, the ones with the, the shields. Yeah, those are start sick. shooting. And Qui-Gon's like saying how they, they basically just can't win this fight, right? Mm-hmm. So then they run away. They force dash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They run so fast that they become blurs, right? Right. And if you watch the movie frame by frame, which I have watched this scene frame by frame to watch it because I'm very interested in this thing. Mm. In the next scene, when it cuts to the Jordicas trying to shoot down the hallway at them, mm-hmm. they are literally just like the flash running down the hallway. <laughs> this power is never shown ever again, but it's crazy convenient for, for that all moment. situations. I know. Well, yeah, yeah. Literally, any time they could just run away from battle droids, from stormtroopers, from you know. How about Obi Wan could have gotten through those gates and saved Qui Gon if he had just ran really fast again? Yeah, what no, that's true. Straight through the gates. That would happen. How about Qui Gon could have gone to the ship faster when he was fighting Darth Maul on Tatooine? He could just run to the ship real fast. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that these this power is like in all Star Wars games, and the games call it Force Speed is always like the name for it, mm-hmm. which is a horrible name. But it's this thing where like the Jedi are able to essentially what they're doing is they're slowing everything else around them down so that they move faster than everybody, right? Oh. And they have this short period of time where they are they just run into everybody else's eyes super fast, right? But in reality, to them, everything else slows down. Okay, oh. very much like the scene in Days of Future Past with Quicksilver. You know where he he right he does that whole his little um, kitchen scene. You know where he throws all the stuff around. Anyways, similar concept, right? Mm-hmm. This is in every like Star Wars video game ever, right? I constantly I play most of these video games because again I love Star Wars. Why the hell? Did George Lucas, like, it's like George Lucas was like, what new force power could I come up with? What else could, oh, what if they run really fast? And he, like, wrote it into that first scene and then forgot that it exists for three movies. Mm-hmm. Or, like, was realized later, oh, shit, this could actually save the entire movie. And it could save Qui-Gon. 
I probably shouldn't use it, but I'm too lazy to rewrite the scene in the beginning of the movie to get rid of it. Yeah. And it just creates that super inconsistency for the rest of the movies now, knowing that all these strange, I mean, and we don't, we can say that Luke doesn't know the power or Ray doesn't know the power. So we can, we can leave out those movies, Mm -hmm. but at least everybody in the Jedi council now we know can run crazy fast and they never do it. Yeah. For no reason. Weird. Yeah. There's no it's, consistency. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like George Lucas is not a great writer because there's constant things like this where it's just contradictions to itself. Mm. You know, it's weird, and it bothers me every time I watch it. And, and again, rewatching it now, I'm like, yeah, come on, dude, this is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily a contradiction to my mind, but it's definitely true, like yeah. wasted potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I mean, again, it just goes back to what we were saying in the the last Star Wars episode. Like, there are so many little, like, world-building facts or, like, just interesting, like, nuggets of information that get dropped in the movies but, like, never picked up again. So, like, literally from that force power all the way to Anakin's virgin birth all the way to the, I, thankfully the one thing that does get brought up again are, are the, is the whole concept of mini chlorians. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just like so much in this movie alone that like, I want to know more about, but that doesn't really come up again as far as I could tell. On the mini chlorians thing really quick. Yeah. I just want to know your thoughts on it. A lot of fans hate the midichlorians. They think it takes away from the spiritualness of the Force in a weird way. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, it's like a power level thing. Like, you randomly just have more midichlorians than everybody else, and it makes you stronger. Like, And it like makes it so that you're born stronger than other people versus being able to train in it. Mm-hmm. Do you take it that way, or do you just not care at all? Mm. To be honest with you, I knew that fans did, I didn't knew that Star Wars fans really didn't like the whole concept, but I didn't know why. So you explaining that now kind of makes sense, but like it's also I to me I think there's still that whole thing of like anyone can have it. You know what I mean? Because everyone, because doesn't Qui-Gon, he does like a little speech about the midi-chlorians. And he says that basically yeah. all life has midi-chlorians. Yes. It's just that Anakin has like a disproportionate amount, like like an insanely high count. Exactly. So like he's yeah. an exception to the rule. Everyone, everyone else, everyone has midi-chlorians. Uh, sure, maybe you need more than other people to become a Jedi, but like you don't need an Anakin amount. So it's still, I think, it's still like open to the possibility that Ryan Johnson showed in his movie that like, hey, anyone could be yeah. a, a little broom boy who a uses the force. Boy. You know what I mean? Like anyone could do it. So I don't know. I don't think it's like completely at odds with like the democratization of the force, you know? I don't know. What do you think? I'm in a boat I don't really care that much. Uh, because <laughs> you're, I already, the, you're the bigger Star Wars fan than me, and I, I gave care. a huge explanation. You're just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Because of, because of this. I was already in this boat of thinking that like everybody has the potential of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Muddy Clarion says. Like, yeah, lives in everyone. Just sometimes you have a little more than the others. And if you have this amount, it means that you have, you're a Force-sensitive user. 
And if you have this amount, you know, the other movies kind of establish, yeah, like not everybody's a Jedi, not everybody's a Force user. So it's not like it's new. I just feel like they're putting a name right. on it, you know? And it's yeah. whatever. I get the argument against it. I get the argument for it, blah, blah, blah. I just don't really seem to care. Because I'm just like, outside of this movie, it's not really talked about anymore. You know, we just, we, we, it's in this movie to be like, damn, Anakin's so strong. Mm-hmm. And then never talk about it again. You know, and, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. So I just don't. I was just wondering if you had like some passion thing where you're like, this takes away from Star Wars' validity or something like that. No, that's dumb. <laughs> Honestly, like this movie to me really highlighted how open Star Wars is to different possibilities and different interpretations because really like the philosophy of the force in this movie is completely different than Ryan Johnson's, which is completely different than J.J. Abrams. Like it's all... But it's all part of the same movie universe. And, like, I don't know if there's direct contradictions between these three takes on the Force, but they're definitely, like, different. Um, But they're all still part of... I mean, we all still recognize them as, like, part of the Star Wars universe. So, like, I think it's cool that George Lucas has built this world that other people are allowed to sort of build onto as well. And yeah, they maybe have different interpretations of things and everything like that. But at the end of the day, like, you know, Jar Jar still exists. And really, that's all that matters. You know? 100%. The Gungans are out someplace. Exactly. Um, I wonder what happened to Jar Jar. That was an explanation for him, but I don't, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to research what happened to Jar Jar. So when we get to episode three, I can see. And then this is what happened. All the characters that survived because everybody dies in that movie. Right. <laughs> He, he shows up in he shows up in that movie, doesn't he? He's still a senator in that one. He's yeah. I think he doesn't really become a senator till the third movie. Mm, and he because okay. he's he's important in that movie in that he is one of the reasons why Palpatine has the power to execute Order sixty six. So, <laughs> so like literally, Jar Jar is one of the main reasons why the Jedi's are dead. Ah, <laughs> uh, he is, a Sith. which makes it even funnier. Yeah, I know that's um, so dumb. Uh, but anyways, okay. So, Jedi's are cool. Jar Jar is the best. Boss Nass is even better. The pod race scene's cool. Indeed. Uh, Darth Maul is the greatest Sith of all time, even better than Darth Vader. Don't at me. Um, what else is there to talk about? The Phantom Menace. Oh, how about this? Jake Lloyd's little yippee, he says consistently oh, the I whole know. movie. is some, The fact that they like had him do it once and we're like okay consistently just keep putting that in also how he never sees his little friends again his little friends are like by his <laughs> side like you can do it Annie he's like I'm a Jedi now later bitches <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> he just gives up on everything yeah it's, um, just, it's crazy to me how much of this movie rides on him again we know who he is and who he's going to be but it also just seems you know to look at it from like a like a retrospective perspective that was a weird way to say that. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're looking at this through the lens, like, oh, I know that he's going to be one of the most powerful Jedi and one of the most powerful Sith ever, then it's like, oh, of course he's going to win this pod race. But if you don't know that, like none of the characters do in this movie, it's like really foolish to stake everything on like a kid racing. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. much of this movie is staked on him. Uh, being like a foolish kid who I we find out hasn't even completed a race before. Like, that's yeah. insane. Uh, Qui-Gon has a man of true faith, you know? He heard Thai mm-hmm. Medichlorians, and it was like, look, at this kid can do anything. 
I believe. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to the Church of Anakin. You yeah. know, Qui-Gon's true faith right there, you know? <laughs> all religious people need to be more like Qui-Gon. That's true. We should all, um, yes, believe in in children street racing. We should all we should all put our kids in dangerous street races. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, it's better always, than what the Catholic Church is doing. Like a street costume talks about like how dangerous the pod races are. Like there's a nine year old just. I know. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of nine year olds, how about his fourteen uh, year old girlfriend over here, Miss Padme? Oh, that's so um, weird. It's weird. Is it is, okay? Is it weird in the other movies? Though? That's the real question. In this movie, it's weird. Uh-huh. But but also this movie, like again, in rewatching it, I'm like, okay, she's not really flirting with it. It's him kind of in a kid way flirting with Padme. Like he has a crush on Padme, and it's obvious. So like uh, he's, I think there's a little, he's I think crushing a little back and forth. You think so? I, I think really so. Because it. there's that line where she he basically gives uh her like this little thing that he made, and he's like, Oh, that's something to remember me by. And she's like, Oh, I'm not gonna have a problem remembering you. Which is <laughs> You said that much more sexually than you did. <laughs> yeah, but she says that. It's like that's a line yes. right there. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of give you that line. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna give you that line. I, I forgot about it. And and in your delivery, if I got that from from Padme, I'm like, oh damn, dude, <laughs> I got this. Because <laughs> that delivery was a lot different, and I, I enjoyed yours more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. In Attack of the Clones, when it actually becomes a thing, is it still weird? Because he's 19 and she's 24. Mm-hmm. So, is it weird at that point? Mm, 19 and 24? No, I guess not. That's not terrible. Okay. okay. It's right now when she's 14 he's 9. That's where it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it is weird. Um, okay, but Padme being the queen, it's this huge twist in the movie. That obviously we all know because we've seen it a million times, but the first time, you know, obviously you have Queen Amidala the whole time, which is actually just Kira Knightley sitting in I know, yeah. makeup, which is really funny when you think about it. Because when you really think, you're like, yeah, Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman do look a lot alike. Completely, um, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, which I, I got, I, I was super interested because I'm like, watching the movie, I'm like, yeah, I know like Natalie Portman's really young in this movie. Yeah, she's like And 18. I'm like, I, I think she was like, how old is she? I, she remember, was I looked it up. She was 18 or 19. I feel like she was younger than that. I can't remember. Anyways, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All I could think of was like, oh, I think Kira Knightley's younger than her. And she looks like a baby in this movie. Yeah. In that makeup, right? Uh-huh. Um, She was like 11 or 12 when she was filming this movie. Which I found hilarious. Oh, wow. That's, oh, that's crazy. That's so funny. Um, anyways. That's so weird uh, to me whole... because I was a little kid when this movie came out. And I remember... I mean, I remember this movie really well. And then I also feel like I was a little kid when Pirates of the Caribbean came out. And Keira Knightley was like a hot adult woman with that movie. So, like, <laughs> that's crazy. I don't know how old she was when she filmed Pirates, so I can't. Also, I feel like Pirates came out when we were in high school, dude. Really? I don't know. Actually, when did Pirates come out? Now that I'm I say curious. that, I'm like, how old was I when Pirates came out? Hang on. I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean. Let's look this up. Uh, the Curse of the Black Pearl. That's the first one. Mm-hmm. Release date two thousand and three. So I was twelve years old. Wow, so that was a four years later. Wow. So I was nine. Mm-hmm. Two. Okay, I might have got her age wrong then. 
I mean, I researched this wrong. Yeah, dude, she cannot have been twelve because she she looked okay. like you know forty or however. Or I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do the math right now. This movie came out what ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Uh, oh, I don't have service. I don't know why I don't have service, but I don't apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, she was born in eighty five, nineteen ninety nine minus nineteen eighty five. She was fourteen when the movie came out, and you know they filmed it probably like a year prior. She was like thirteen when they filmed it. Hot damn, that's crazy. I was a year off. That's not bad. No, that's not that's not bad at all. But yeah, it's just weird to think. Eighteen when a Pirates came out, which means she was probably like seventeen when they filmed Pirates. Oh, ew! Really? That's really weird. That is so weird because I remember when I was a kid. I mean, you said that Pirates came out in two thousand three. Three. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was in third grade. I remember watching that movie and thinking she was like forty. I was like, this is, this is, okay. this is, because like all adults to me were 40. I was like, oh, what a beautiful adult woman. She's clearly that is very 40. True. As, and, as, uh, as a, wow. uh, as a child, you really could not gauge adult ages. No, not at all. And to past high school, now, you're 45. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That is so weird. So she was 18. That's insane. 18 when, it, again, 18 when it came out. So that yeah, means that she earlier was for 16, filming. 17 when it was filmed. So how old is she now? She's 35. That's crazy. Yeah. She's not that much older than us, dude. No. Uh, see, I'm getting again, ideas. Kid, you just, oh, my God. <laughs> um, let's be realistic now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'll wait till after the coronavirus. Uh, I think it's just it's just more like, wow, they really sexualized. Um, they sexualized her in that movie a lot, and she was not old enough to be sexualized. Yeah, that's um, terrible. It makes me look at it a lot weirder now. Um, you know, I think next movie we're going to talk about is Pirates of the Caribbean. I oh guess. my God, Orlando Bloom is so much older than her. Oh, that makes it How weirder. How old is Orlando Bloom? Orlando Bloom was 43. So. Ah, so he actually was 40. Well, he's 43 now, dude. <gasps> <laughs> Saying that then. Oh, okay. He was, hey good, hey good. God, this is a weird part of the podcast. Yeah, we just got, I mean, this is worse than the race thing. It is, it is. Okay, he was 26 when they filmed it. Um, okay. But still, 26, 17. Bruh. Or 26 when it came out, so like 25, 17. Yeah, that's, that's some pretty weird shit right there. A little weird right there. Okay, guys, this is like going, Natalie Portman also had that weird thing, and Leon for the professional. They sexualized her on the professional, and she's like 10. It's yeah. weird. That's, well, a, like, that's another great movie, but it has that weird thing about it where you're like, oh, that's a little off. You know, yeah, more like Leon the pervert actual. Well, I mean, he it? didn't sexualize her. She was sexualizing herself towards him. She had a crush on him. But it's the I never that, saw the movie, so thanks for. Oh, you didn't? It. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Oh, you should watch. That's a great movie. If you're gonna love it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. It's just uh, the quick little thing. Just to let, uh, that the whole reference makes sense now. Leon is as a hitman, and he ends up protecting Natalie Portman, who's like ten, um, just because he's a good guy, right? He's French, and yeah, he's French, just a good person, right? So Natalie, Port- uh, I forget exactly the full premise of why he's protecting her, but like she's her family or whatever is being hunted by people or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's protecting her, and she's like ten or eleven, and she just has a crush on him because you know he's this badass hitman guy that's that's protecting her. So through the whole movie, she has a crush on him. So she's constantly like kid flirting with her, uh-huh. which is innocent. That's fine, right? Leave it alone because he's not doing anything about it. He's not. He's not. He's very much like he is seeing her like a daughter that he doesn't have, and you know she's not seeing it the same way. But the movie does sexualize her in a weird way. 
where it's a little oh, creepy. That's so See, nasty, like, dude. It's not Leon being creepy. It's the movie it's being It's the creepy. camera. Yeah. Yeah, it's the camera. It's the... It's, there's a lot of weird stuff in that movie. I was like, oh, this is really weird, guys. This is really, really weird. Um, but it's still... The thing is, it's still a good movie. So you, in a weird way, you you don't forgive it, but you're just like overlooking it because you're like, this is actually really good, though. Um, All right. That's crazy, man. It's weird. Anyways. But Natalie Portman, Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley's um, Queen Amidala the whole time. Turns out, no, it was Padme. But revealed in the weirdest way possible. And that's the reason I why I want to bring it up. In the presence the of whole- my boy, Boss Nass. <laughs> that was a weird thing to do when we were just talking about, like, underage girls. <laughs> Don't, see, I wasn't thinking about it, but you brought shit, Danny. <laughs> Damn it, dude. <laughs> Now it's weird. It wasn't it's weird not, before. If it's not me, it's Boss Nass. <laughs> Boss Nass, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, that's... You know what? What if What if um, Boss Nass was like George Lucas's way of signaling to the world like who Harvey Weinstein really is? <laughs> it's the weirdest way. Courtney Love just came out and said it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... Yes, but in the presence of your boy Boss Nass over here, yeah. they, all the Naboo people and the Jedi go to Boss Nass to be like, yo, we need your help, dog. We need you to be bait and your whole people to die so right. we can sneak into the, the palace, which they didn't actually need to do. No. Because Completely the army, the army, like, the whole point was like, they had to assemble outside the city so that the Trade Federation would notice and that they would send a majority of the army out, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't Go need to that. fight. They just need to like get them out into the grass, and then they could have just start walking away, and the army would have followed them. That's all yeah. the distraction they needed. But no, 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 they fought, they fought, and they died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something got captured, like Jar Jar, before you know the whole thing worked out okay. Right. Um, which means the whole timeline of this movie is really weird because like it seems like Jar Jar gets captured really early in the fight, but in reality he gets captured like right before Anakin blows up that ship. So it's just the the things off. Anyways. Oh yeah, um, that's another thing. There's like another. It seems like the first movie in every Star Wars trilogy features like a a ship getting blown up. I mean, at least this one's not a big old sphere. Yeah, this one uh, isn't the planets. Death Star, but still, yeah. you you see and that then trend. The Death Star two, and then Death Star three, the Darth this Death Planet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know it's just a little weird. It's just that formula, right? It works. Mm-hmm. So don't 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 break it. Um, but. What I love is that they, they go to go talk to the Gungans to be like, yo, we need you to sacrifice some people, right? And we get Queen Amidala, Kira Knightley, being like, hey, we need your help. And then he just kind of puts, Boss Nass puts up like the smallest like argument where he's just like, nah, dog, I'm good. Yeah. And then Padme out of nowhere is like, actually, I'm the queen. Listen. Yeah. And then he just starts listening. Oh. And I don't know. Like, I read Maybe it like, we it, can befriend. Yeah, like, like I'm that. just like, is it like, is the thought that, oh, she's showing that they're being honest with me by showing me who the real queen is. And that's why this scene goes over. So mm-hmm. to me, I didn't take it like that. I took it like, this is a weird way to shoehorn this twist in. I know, right. <laughs> we got to reveal it at some point. This seems right. I don't but even like, know what was the point of the twist. I mean, like, I get that she's she wants to be protected or whatever like that. But like, I, yeah, I don't, like... <laughs> Yeah, this is a weird way to sort of re- reveal the twist. 
Because no, why wouldn't know. he just I like kill her on the spot? Like if they really hate each other, he's just like, oh, now I know who you are. I'm gonna kill you or something. I don't think I don't think the Gungans hated them, but they just didn't want anything to do with them. Oh, it's more of like an like isolationist thing. Yeah, yeah. You, it's you like, look, you, you stay thing, on we'll your side, ours. we stay over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I took it. I didn't take it as like hatred. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it worked out in their favor because then they captured Padme and, and the Trade Federation were like, hey, do this, Queen. And then Kira Knightley showed up. They go, oh, shoot. She got the headpiece on. That's the real Queen. Go get her. Mm, yas, Queen. <laughs> um, but also, damn, all those headpieces look really really heavy and uncomfortable yes poor these young women that had to wear those things for this movie i know dude um, star wars does not treat like <laughs> hair well for women poor women's hair man we got the buns we got the the head pieces and we got the, the triple uh the triple ponytail on the back for ray i know yeah that's nuts um, i guess that's relatively not bad compared to the other two but anyway Eh, whatever, uh, you know it's a modern modern woman. You know, mm. uh, that's the future in the Star Wars. You know, working modern. Yeah. There you go. You know, she's working in the she's a little scavenger. You know, she's scrapping ships, yeah. selling them for forty portions. Also um, killing many people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just killing people. You know, no big deal. Um, also, damn costumes in Star Wars, man, mm. so cool. Costume yeah. designs amazing in these movies. Yeah, boss. Like, boss NASA's costume's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna keep uh, bringing up boss. Nass. Redirecting us back to what does really boss Nass come out in any of the other movies? I don't think so. I really hope I he does. So. If they make another uh, trilogy, <laughs> like if they make another movie, like Daniel, uh, to tell you, there's two more. So are you good? <laughs> are they? Are they going to make another trilogy at some point? I'm sure they're going to they make other like on one. Star they're Wars. Already working on one. Oh, they are. Yeah. Okay. Ah, that's um, a bummer. He's only in the Phantom Menace. Oh no, no, he attends a Padme's funeral. Revenge of the Sith. Spoiler alert, Padme. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I so wonder if he does like end. a sad uh, shake. Do a do a sad shake, Danny. Come on, give it to I'm, us. I'm not going to. My roommate just got home. <laughs> Oh, you don't want to you don't want to disturb your roommate with your boss NASA impression. No. <laughs> Now's not the time. <laughs> you probably <laughs> judged. <laughs> like you walk out of the door and your roommate's like, "Were you doing a boss NASA?" And he's like, "Yeah, but it's a sad boss NASA. Leave me alone." And then he's like, "Oh, I completely understand." <laughs> oh, it's the the funeral scene. I get it. <laughs> it's <a little> horrible. <laughs> We've all thought about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah. See, this is why I like Phantom Menace. Yeah, is it's that funny. We get to make fun of it for an hour. Yeah, and totally. it's okay. Like we're not making fun of it. And we're like, oh god, this movie. We're making fun of it. And be like, this is so much fun. Like this, I had a good time watching it. I had a good time. And like, I feel like the last two movies that we like last last time we did um, Good Time and and then Lighthouse. Mm-hmm. You know, we got really into the technical side of the movie because right. those are like art house films. You know, mm-hmm. there is something where, like, not only is there a story to talk about and characters, but it's also talking about the, te- the the technical aspect of the movie. And this one, we're not doing any of that. We're making fun of this movie for an hour, and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, there's no technical. Look at this. Not technical. The CG does not hold up today. It's pretty nope. bad. The it is really bad. Sucks. I mean, cinematography bad. Everything, everything in this movie is just done to serve 
the plot and the plot isn't even that great in and of itself like if this movie came out and it wasn't a star wars movie it was just a space movie about a trade federation and there's a kid who is very important like that's it that's it that's it there's no series after this like this movie sucks so bad yeah. why would we ever make another one but it's the reason we're entertained by it is because you know it's part of something bigger that we love we love star wars yeah. it's fun and, and we love it because of its because of its it's fun you know yeah it's fun and there's a lot to get into like good time is a, is a movie about one singular story and it had a beginning and an end Right, mm-hmm. we're not wondering what happens to them after that movie ends, right? But with yeah. Star Wars, it's different. It's like, okay, well, after Return of the Jedi, what happens to Luke? Where does he go? What does he do for all those years before we see him with Rey? You know, mm-hmm. on that weird little planet, you know. And we go into all this history. We're like, there's so much going on in Star Wars. It's more, it's fun to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. And then we forgive its badness. Like some of like, look, Fan Mass ain't great. It ain't great. No, but it's fun. It's yeah. tons of fun. Um, exactly. Of all these prequel movies, do you remember which one's your favorite from like memory? Like which one did you like? This is the good one. To be honest with you, I don't. I remember okay. each each one was greeted with like vast enthusiasm. I remember Phantom Menace when it came out; it was like my favorite movie. And then, obviously, Clone Wars when it came out was my favorite movie, or Attack of the Clones, I should say. And then Revenge of the Sith was like my favorite. So each of them was my favorite for uh-huh. so, I mean it really had no rhyme or reason to it it was just like whatever I saw last gotcha um, okay I mean it makes sense because at the ages that we're both at and we saw them in theaters you know yeah are do you have an opinion because I, I I'm really looking forward to seeing Attack of the Clones um yeah I haven't like okay it's been a few years since I've rewatched the prequel trilogy right mm-hmm. but I still have a pretty good memory of them all and I do know that I really don't like Attack of the Clones. Like, I remember oh. really disliking this movie. And not as a kid. Like you said, as a kid, coolest movie ever, right? We get Django Fett. We get the clones. You know, oh, we get that cool I Count Dooku fight with Yoda, yeah, you know? At the end. That's all I remember. The Count Dooku fight at the end. And just seeing his bent lightsaber and thinking like... Which is a cool That's cool weird. lightsaber look, too. Really cool look. Um, eh, I didn't care for it. You don't, like the, you don't want the curve? You don't want the curves for you? Nah, I mean, like I, that I straight like, lightsaber. I like curves the uh, gym, <laughs> um, but no, not on lightsabers. Okay, okay, I liked his lightsaber. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I like, I recognize the scenes and, and remembering like as a kid which ones were super cool. And, like he's watching Yoda fight as a kid is like the coolest thing ever. As an adult, yeah, I'm like, what the hell? He's just hopping um, around. <laughs> yeah, freaking frog man over here just hop. Anyways, yeah. Um. So I remember not liking Attack of the Clones, like in my last rewatch of it, and like in memory of being like, "Yeah, it's not that great." Revenge of the Sith. I I do know that throughout entire history, I have defended Revenge of the Sith as being a really good movie. But let's see how I feel now when I rewatch mm. it again. Um, because I remember being like, "Revenge of the Sith is not perfect, but it's for sure the best of the prequels, and it might be better than than Return of the Jedi." But I don't remember how I. Or maybe that changes now. Um, Cause I think one thing we just say like the cinematography of this movie is just okay, and I think because it's like the whole movie is like it's all shot wide. There's no depth of field. It's very much it feels like a TV show. It's just like let's see everything because it's Star Wars. We gotta see the whole thing. But I remember like the Re- Revenge of the Sith feels like a mo- it feels like a film. Like it feels like there's distinct shots in that movie that I can always remember in my head that are just like really good. 
mm-hmm. images from that movie. I'm like, cinematography, I remember being really good at Revenge of the Sith. But who knows? Maybe I'll rewatch it and be like, actually, I got really bad memory. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how they like my memory matches up with the actual movie. Yeah, we 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 will see. We have we have two more to go through for the prequels. Yes. Um, do we have anything else we want to hit on about episode one? Any other fun quirks or complaints or anything? Um, nothing really. I just, uh, yeah, I just <laughs> this is it's nothing to do with Star Wars. I just check, check Twitter right now, and uh, turns out Kim Jong Un. <laughs> might be dead <laughs> he might be dead and and like the all his power is going to pass on to his sister which like that's hilarious really is that what happens yeah yeah so he's oh just, my god so, so we're gonna have like the world's first uh female communist dictator which they is like might f- huge might step forward for kill her let's be honest but, yeah, but also are that, women, are, are women allowed to be rulers over there yeah i mean if she's kim uh-huh. jong-un's sister they don't get weird about that I mean, I mean, it's all already weird. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like in North Korea, like in my my mind of North <laughs> Korea, women are not equal in any way whatsoever. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking up up. Uh, not all midichlorians are the same, you know. <laughs> that's true. And that's what they call Kim Jong Un had the most midichlorians of all of the Koreans. That's why oh he was God. supreme is... leader. Oh God! This is getting into you. You might as well just call them part of the trade federation at this point. I didn't mean it that way. I was just falling into the propaganda. <laughs> who? Oh, who is Kim Yo Jong? Her name is Kim Yo Jong. This what? Is, we're getting so far off here. Five things we should know. I'm reading. How old is she? She is five things we should know. about. what's the name again? To the name again. Kim Jo Young. Kim, no, Kim, Kim Yo Jong. I see it, Kim Yo Jong. I'm, I'm on Google as well now. I'm looking this up, dude. Honestly, I'm trying to fix the fact that my phone does not want to have service right now. Who knows? Yeah, what's up? That sucks. You know, phones are fun. I honestly, oh, I'd love to visit North Korea. That sounds great. <laughs> oh wow! Look at this. There's a. They have a. I'll I'll forward you a picture here. They got a picture of her as like a kid and she's just like really fat and uh it's probably not the most flattering picture when you're about to become a dictator but um it is it i mean she seems happy it looks like she had a good childhood okay i'm happy for her anyway um once she tries to turn everything around she gets into power and she's like you know what we're gonna have a democracy (laughs) yeah who knows Oh. oh Uh, I know nothing about her. Maybe she's worse than him. What if she's like, we gotta kill everybody in this damn freaking country? Yeah, I know exactly. That'd be crazy. Okay, hold on. Among this is a quote from the Associated Press. Among the North's power elite, Kim Yo Jong has the highest chance to inherit power, and that possibility is more than ninety percent. So, like, I don't know. I think women are doing pretty well out there. I don't yeah, know. Well, I, I didn't know that. I, again, I don't really get into North Korean politics, so I didn't know that. Uh, uh, you're behind the times women, there, brother. I guess. I guess. You know, I, I I, just didn't. You know what? I'm not a Dennis Rodman fan. That's really what the problem is. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. That's right. That's, I didn't even think of him. Oh, I did. <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> hey, you know who looks like Boss Nass? Kim Jong-un. Rest in peace. Potentially oh, rest in peace. All right. <laughs> He's got that That's same wall. I would do the same I would, move. I would love to see, uh, I mean, if he's still alive, Kim Jong-un on his deathbed doing a boss ass shake. <laughs> That's how he goes out. <laughs> it's a live stream. He's saying goodbye to the country. He goes, and one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just stops and keels over. <laughs> this is so dumb. This is the worst What's wrong podcast. With us? What's, wrong with us? <laughs> What's funnier is that we find this so funny. I know. Oh god. At all. <laughs> this this is it dude this is the last two episodes were like good mature cinematic analyses and now we're just getting back to like this is us like we're just we're talking about something we love it's I'm star being wars <laughs> it's we're going on make, tangents we cannot make fun of shit we're talking about star wars <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god okay okay we need to finish this it's already an hour 20 all right Holy we need to get out i need to fin- anybody that makes it to this podcast is a trooper i know seriously <laughs> okay, okay you should be the leader of north korea if you make it through this <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> fight kim yo jong or whatever <laughs> yeah Power. fight to the death <laughs> <laughs> okay, or okay. whoever does the bo- whoever does the best boss ass impression <laughs> wins power. That's the new game show. <laughs> it's like American Idol, <laughs> but it's just boss ass impressions, and there's a panel of judges. <laughs> Simon, they they fly in Simon Cowell. He's just like, I got really moved <laughs> by the way your double chin just flowed in the water. <laughs> just hit the right chord for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. okay. Oh, jeez. Any last thoughts on Phantom Man before we get the hell out of here? Oh, man. Oh. It is. It's. It's a great movie. I don't know if kids would enjoy it now. I think the reason really? I think it's I mean I don't know I think the it's reason it's got lightsabers dude they're gonna love it that's true I don't know I'd like to I'd like to I've never talked I talked to my little nephew about this all the time and he's obsessed with Kylo Ren but I'm gonna I want to ask him if he's watched uh Phantom Menace yet because I'm curious to see if he'll like it as much as I did when I was a kid how, how much how, how much how much how, is your how, nephew dude? How, how much in years? How how many how many how much years does he have? <laughs> okay. Are we drunk? It's like four o'clock. It's okay, like, how old is your nephew? He's like nine. Okay, okay, hold on. I have a I have a nephew who's also obsessed with Star Wars. He is I think he's twelve. Oh <laughs> nice. be eleven. That's how much know, years he has. It's how many how much years he has. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that as a kid, he loved all the prequels too. He loved Darth Maul, so he's obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, and my niece, 
Okay, th- okay. Remember when I said my family's a, a Star Wars family? Mm-hmm. Uh, my nephews and nieces' names are Luke and Leia, so that says something about what they were born into. No. Serious? I'm not even joking, dude. My si- the good thing my sister did do, she was like, what if these kids don't like Star Wars? That's their middle names. They do oh. have different first names. But the thing Thank is, God. they both love Star Wars so much, they only go by their middle names. Um, oh, so really? That says something. Yeah. So yeah. If they, their teachers called them that at school and at... His t- um he I know with him uh he's a little older he's gotten them to do that now as he was as he was like first getting into school they called it, his his name's Alexander mm-hmm. so they call him Alexander um uh, but he's gotten them now to call him Luke um that's like cool. he puts Luke in all his papers that kind of thing um yeah but my my niece's name is Lorelai Leia and oh, she is very much like she's six she's six okay and she is very much like I am Princess Leia. And that's all that matters. She refused to watch the last movie because she knew Leia was going to die in it. And she nice. didn't want to see Leia die. Aww. So she refused to watch it. And like we had bought it because like we went to go, I went to go see it with my whole family. Well, like I went to go see it with my, my brother or my sister and her family. Mm-hmm. It's my sister's kids. Um, and we had already bought the tickets like well in advance, right? Uh, for mm-hmm. like opening night. And like the week of, you know, my sister is getting all excited for it. And she's telling the kids like, oh, we're going to go see Star Wars. They have a whole different house. Like, cause the, my sister and them are all hyped that week. And I'm like, oh, Star Wars comes out this week. <laughs> 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 Just different feelings. But, um, you know, my sister's all excited and keeps bringing it up to the kids. And that's when my, my niece over here is like, I don't want to go. I don't want to see it. She's like, why? She's like, because Princess Leia is going to die. And I don't want to see Princess Leia die. And oh. she like said she wasn't going to go all the way to the day of. And like the day of. They were all getting ready, and she finally was like, I'll go, but you have to cover my eyes when Le- when Leia dies. Aww. And so um, the good thing was I did see it the day be- or because Oh, then we went the day after opening. Cause I did go opening night with some friends. Hated it, and was like, oh, God, I got to see this movie again. So the second day, I, I, I signaled to my sister, the scene coming up is when Leia dies, so uh, mm. you can cover the kid's eyes. Um, but uh, anyways... Yeah, they're obsessed with freaking Star Wars. So I know they like the prequels, and there's no issue with them at all. You know? Okay. So that's cool. I just Damn. feel like if there's lightsabers in it, the kids are going to love it. You know, there's lightsabers yeah, and aliens. Right. And it's not scary aliens. That's a thing. That's why they no. get into it. Yeah, know? that's what I love about. Yeah, these movies are just great for everyone. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure if my nephew watched the prequels, he'd, he'd love them too. Yeah. Because like, the, the Senate can... stuff won't even like hit them, it's just going to go over their head. Right. Yeah, like they're gonna see the little ET aliens in the background, not care. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? Another thing. Uh, this is like, oh, man, we we just keep That's going okay. forever. Go. Go. The the other thing that boggles my mind now as an adult is like how frail and stupid the battle droids are. Like you could, it looks like you like just <laughs> flick one and it would go flying. Okay, I forgot to say this too earlier. Uh, the battle droids are literally just droids built for war. How do they miss so much? I know, exactly. Yeah, they're like, like the okay. worst aim. It makes sense later. Stormtroopers are humans. They're fine. We get the clone We get the clones soon, and the clones are like expert sharpshooters all of a sudden. Right. Um, but the battle droids, literally droids, and all they're programmed to do is shoot things with a gun. Mm-hmm. They can't seem to do it. Whoever programmed them did not do a good job. I know. Yeah. Who 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 did that? Bill Gates. Stupid. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, that was a thought that I had the whole movie. It's like, look at these just war droids, and they're not doing a good job at it. Like, this is very interesting to me. Um, 
And, you know, and it makes it so that we don't have that moral dilemma we had in the new movies where we realize that stormtroopers are actual human beings like Finn. And really, we should have some sort of emotional attachment to when we shoot them. But Finn doesn't give a shit. He just keeps shooting stormtroopers. So, you know, right. at least with the, with the prequels, we're just shooting droids. They don't have life. They don't have feelings. They don't feel things. That's true. Just yeah. Metal. Shoot them. Slice them in half. <laughs> Obi-Wan likes this move, by the way, the whole movie I kept saying. He likes this move where the droid could be directly in front of him. So all he's got to do is like wave his lightsaber like half an inch and he'll, shut it, he'll like cut it in half. Mm-hmm. But instead what he does, he does a full 360 turn and hits it on the way around. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I was just like, he's got to add that flare. Like, look at me. Smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the choreography is great. It's a great choreography for me. Okay. Anyway, we Star Wars Episode on. 1 is just okay. It's super fun, though. Indeed. I had a great time. Um, recommendations? Movie recommendations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have one? Uh, yeah, if you just finished Phantom Menace, and you're like, wow, that was really fun. I need something else. Super fun. I'm just in a good, happy mood. What should I watch? You should watch the next movie we're going to record, which is Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's the movie I watch after watching Star Wars and I'm reminding myself damn Scott Pilgrim is so much fun nice yeah so there's my recommendation alright that's good my recommendation is um, a documentary okay about it's like I think it was filmed in 62 it's basically oh, nice. it's called Salesman and it's about these four guys who just go around selling like really ornate expensive bibles to poor families so it's like very predatory but it's like really interesting just seeing how the mind of a salesman works um that's cool because it's like it's 60s so like everyone's dressed up in suits and uh everyone's white and uh it's fun (laughs) okay yeah, we our people, super our people didn't exist before. <laughs> no, before we did not. We were not 70s. in the sixties. Yeah. Um, what was the movie called again? I'm sorry. Salesman. Salesman. That sounds really interesting. I'm gonna watch that. It's on YouTube. Um, it's it's uh, okay. yeah. Just look up salesman documentary. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, I have another movie recommendation. I forgot something else that I did to watch. That I was like, actually, this is really fun. It's not yeah, a great yeah. movie, and yeah. don't don't watch it if you want to watch a good movie. Watch it if you want to have a good time. It was Guns Akimbo with. Um, oh wow Daniel Radcliffe it just came out it's a really weird movie mm-hmm. but uh, just picture Harry Potter okay um, yeah. but in this time these bad people have locked him up and they've bolted like literally bolted through his hands two handguns so he doesn't have he's like Edward Scissorhands but it's Edward gun hands okay <laughs> oh my God. that's the premise of the movie it's really weird it's super fun Go watch Guns Akimbo. <laughs> That's so dumb. Okay, I love it's, it. Oh, it's dumb, and it's great. I had a great time watching it. <laughs> I love it. All right, yeah. I'll check that out. Yeah, there we go. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Um, I don't know. Join us in our Star Wars watch as we watch the next two movies and the prequels at some point. We'll record Indeed. them at some point and put them out. Um, hopefully, we're week to week again. Hopefully not. I don't know. We'll find out together because quarantine <laughs> is weird. It is. <laughs> Like, rate, subscribe, uh, kiss your mom, slap your dad's butt. Have a good time.
God, okay. All right, then. Bye. <laughs>